0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, House Republicans continue to outraise Democrats. Number two, what to expect at tomorrow's January 6th hearing. And number three, Biden's new hardline on Saudi Arabia. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The number one story leading Punchbowl News AM is the continuing saga of House Republicans outraising Democrats in particular. Man, Kevin McCarthy is just making it rain uh, when it comes to the House Republican-aligned super PAC, the Congressional Leadership Fund, raising $73 million in the third quarter. Once again, far surpassing its Democratic counterpart.
1: Is that a lot of money? Seventy-three million in I mean, one quarter. I mean, maybe it's just pocket change for you. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I, I just, I just was thinking. I would uh, seventy-three million. I was like, man, what would you do with one day's pay? But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, seventy-three million dollars in one quarter is obscenely high. Um, and let's put this in context before we get into some of the details. Um, House Majority Pack, the Democratic Super PAC, raised fifty-five million dollars. Uh, and, and $134 million for the entire cycle. Congressional Leadership Fund, $73 million, and $220 million for the whole cycle. Now, this is a thing that is gnawing at House Democrats. Um, they know that they're getting their butts kicked in the fundraising sphere when it comes to, um, when it comes to mainly the super PAC, right? Um, and I don't know, how they so their argument is um well republicans are able to w- raise all sorts of money cuz their donors want more and they're b- they take big corporate money yeah okay i fine fair <laughs> right like fair fair story they do and and hmp house majority pack has a different fundraising base but like if everyone's playing soccer and you're playing basketball that's a different that's a difficult game that's a difficult proposition like they need to figure out a way to raise more money, um, and I Democrats realize that I, I think. Um, but let's just—I'm curious what you think about all this, Anna, the politics in this. But I want to just lay out the details here um, to put them in more context. Number one, uh, CLF and AAN, the nonprofit, have raised two hundred ninety-five million dollars so far. That's eighty million more than they raised in any other in, in the twenty twenty cycle, and we're still, you know, three or four, three weeks out from the election um 535 million dollars for republican outfits um and uh again way less than um than Way more rather than HMP. So, what do Democrats have to do, Anna? Where is this money? Where is this money hiding for House Democrats?
0: What's interesting is the conundrum on the House side versus the Senate side, right? Where you've we've, we've covered extensively the number of complaints Republicans in the Senate have had about you know the un uh, their inability to raise as much as Democrats. You know, the thing that I think if you look a little bit forward here, one to your point, you know, money matters. Uh, the fact that Democrats, you know, th- this isn't a surprise that they have struggled to keep up in the kind of super PAC world. But like at, at this point, you know, not not, it not being a surprise, it's not a strategy to just just look in it, look in it and say, oh, we just we hand ring. We can't do it as well as them. But I do think it is certainly an opportunity as you look to the next generation of de- House Democratic leadership. This should be one of the first questions that members are asking their potential next leaders of the house is how are you going to compete on fundraising and it's not just the hard dollars and it's not just for the d but it is clearly how are they going to focus on the super PAC game because you can hoover up so much more money um in this in 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 this game versus the traditional kind of go to a dinner, raise a million dollars that you continue to see a lot of Democrats focus their time uh, their, their time on.
1: You, you put an interesting point on this because, you know, I, I hadn't thought about it like that. Well, I had thought about it in those broad terms, but think of it this way. Joe Biden is in LA today, tonight. He's doing a fundraiser with Nancy Pelosi for the DCCC in LA. That is supposed to raise $2 million. A lot of money, sure. Uh, last week, Jill Biden did an event with Pelosi in San Francisco for the DCCC that raised $1.6 million as we reported yesterday Um, if a Democratic leader could go into a super PAC meeting get a $10 million check that's a better that's a better use of their time and that's what McCarthy's doing now let's just be clear McCarthy cannot ask for that check at all cannot ask um, against the law because he could only raise within federal limits, but what he can do, as we've said many times, and I think we wrote about this in the book when it was in our book three years ago, whatever it was, when we were when this was actually becoming a thing, because Paul Ryan was doing this a lot, uh, although with a lot less money, um, he could walk into a room and say, "Hey, I like this group. Here's what I need to do. Here's the I need a lot of money," and then he leaves, and CLF asks for. You know whatever check they want. So while the the member can't ask for the money, they could be supportive of the group and and kind of do it like that. And that's what Republicans have perfected. I, I don't know about perfected, but two hundred twenty million dollars is damn close to perfected uh, this cycle. So it's much more efficient. And um, if you have somebody at the organization that you trust as a leader. Uh, like uh, that the leader trust the, the leader of either party, then you kind of know what the, you kind of know what the, what you're getting. Um, and uh, I want to say I, one I, other quick thing, Jake though. Yeah. This is also born out of the fact that
0: one I do agree with you it is much more efficient in terms of the ability for for republicans house republicans to raise money i also think this comes out of the fact of january 6th and it is was by necessity in some ways where you, they have been cut off of a lot of funds of the typical kind of corporate contributions there's been others that have not been you know wanting to necessarily give give to house republicans and this is a way where he has been able to circumvent what could have been a really tough cycle for House Republicans and find an, an entirely kind of different avenue of just raising a lot more money.
1: Plus all of these corporations that said they wouldn't give and people who said they wouldn't give, many of them have ended up giving anyway, as we kind of predicted at that time, that like you're not going to stay on the sidelines if a party is heading toward power. And by the way, McCarthy will remember who didn't give him and his members money if they take the majority. Uh, there's no question about that. All right. Let's move
0: on to number the number two story of the morning. What to expect at tomorrow's January 6th hearing. Widely expected to be the last hearing, certainly before the election, but um, before the committee puts out its report. We've got some news this morning reporting that they plan to present a new video featuring GOP operative Roger Stone. Um, going to be very interesting to see. Obviously, Stone a longtime figure in president former President Donald Trump's world, longtime figure in kind of the conspiracy theory angles of the Republican Party i um, going to be really interesting to see what that, that has to say as well as kind of how they laid this out. I mean, we've talked time and again at how this committee has really been purposeful in creating this narrative, the ability for them to do so because of the fact that there aren't any, uh, Republicans who are opposed to the effort on the committee. So this is really kind of almost, it feels to me a little bit like their closing statement before the midterm election.
1: Yeah. Um, it will be, um, we have stone, we have the, um, the uh, evidence developed by the from uh, a tranche of data uh, electronic meth- uh, messages is the word I'm looking for um, from the Secret Service. Uh, a couple other details: they will preview what they plan to put in their report uh, slated to come out later this year. They ha- they'll have a lawmaker leading each segment. No witnesses as of now, um, or as of late last night when I was asking about this. Um, uh, you know, it's a it's a. Uh, this could be the last hearing. It might not. It depends on who you ask on the committee. I mean, as we saw at the Texas Tribune festival a couple, about a month ago or whatever, a couple weeks ago, um, they all give different answers as to whether this will be the last hearing. Um, and, but time is running short. This is sure in a slow, otherwise kind of slow week on the Hill. Um, when nobody is up there and it's, it's relatively quiet, it's sure to grab attention. Um, and uh, we'll be curious to see how it turns out.
0: All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. President Joe Biden taking a pretty hardline stance on Saudi Arabia, saying the Saudis will face consequences over the oil move with Russia last night, um, after it joined with Russia and other OPEC plus countries to cut oil production in the midst of a growing energy. Crisis. Uh, this decision by Saudi Arabia was a boost for Russian President Vladimir Putin, whose country, of course, has faced crippling Western sanctions, followed by the late February invasion of Ukraine. This is a really complex situation, and you know, obviously, harder rhetoric by Biden. But what, how that actually manifests itself? on Capitol Hill, on policy, I think still really um, is yet to be determined, Jake.
1: Well, I will say this. We we interviewed yesterday Jack Reed, the chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee, during a brief Senate session, and he told us he's, he's basically for it. He's for freezing arms to Saudi Arabia. And, you know, these defense guys like Reed are typically pretty bullish on Saudi Arabia because of their strategic importance in the region. The U.S. has about 2,700 troops in Saudi Arabia. Um, and has provided uh, the Saudis with uh, a lot of military equipment, even as Israel maintains its uh, uh, quantitative edge over others in um, in the Middle East, uh, I will say, I mean, w- I spoke to Reed yesterday, Jack Reed, I spoke to Angus King, a member of the armed services and intelligence committees. They both are are pretty. Uh, it's And we know uh, uh, Bob Menendez, Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey, who is the chair of the um, uh, Foreign Affairs Committee. He's for s- freezing um, arms. Uh, I mean, Angus King said to me, um, uh, why should we like they've been not helpful with the West, they've been not helpful with um, our priorities. Like, why should we keep giving them stuff? And, and I don't know. We'll have to see how it turns out. I mean, the Hill has been relatively Saudi friendly for many years. Um, we've we've repl- we've alla- we've replenished them with with fighter jets, and uh, there was a half a billion dollar, or I don't know, I don't actually remember the price to be honest with you, but a huge. Uh, uh, weapons deal in the Trump era. So it's been a, a a good relationship. But the Saudis, I mean, Biden went to Riyadh, came away empty handed, and now he they screwed him here. So I don't know how the hell they they put this back together. But I can tell you that um, you are beginning and this was the lead of our midday edition yesterday. Um, you're beginning to see the tide turn against the kingdom and um, how long that lasts and how serious it is. We'll have to see.
0: All right. With that, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Leave us a rating and review. Share the Daily Punch It's the best way for folks to find out about us. As always, you can subscribe to our free morning newsletter where you can get all of the details about what we are talking about at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.